welcome to the Pursuit of Health podcast, where we challenge long-standing assumptions, beliefs, and attitudes about what it means to be healthy by exploring new points of view, research, and concepts about health. In other words, all the topics that everyone's talking and asking about. I'm your host, Doug Cook. In this podcast, I want to encourage you, the listener, to think differently about your own health and health pursuits, and to keep an open mind as we explore diverse perspectives, new evidence, and strategies by connecting with thought leaders who are pushing the boundaries in the health sciences. Apigenin is a very common, naturally occurring polyphenol found in the plant kingdom with antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties. Polyphenols are a category of compounds found naturally in plant foods, such as fruits, vegetables, herbs, spices, tea, dark chocolate, and wine, for example. To date, a staggering 8,000 types of polyphenols have been identified, and these polyphenols can be further subdivided into other categories, one of which are flavonoids, which is where we find apigenin, a bioactive compound with many health-promoting properties. For plants at least, flavonoids are used to protect themselves from pathogens and radiation from the sun. Some flavonoids are used to attract pollinating insects and flavonoids are also used by plants to regulate various metabolic functions. It's this impact on metabolism where flavonoids, specifically apigenin, confer a health benefit when consumed by humans. In this podcast, we'll further explore some of apigenin's unique properties including the evidence for its role in helping insomnia, anxiety, and depression, as well as reducing inflammation, and why apigenin is one of the darlings of the day where anti-aging and longevity research is concerned. But before we jump in, I thought it would be interesting to learn that the active ingredient in chamomile is, you guessed it, apigenin. Chamomile tea has long been used to ease anxiety, reduce stress, and help with sleep, and to help calm the nerves. I actually find it really fascinating how we discover that much of what was used in folk medicine actually has evidence to support it. But then it makes me think, how did somebody figure this out? How did it occur to somebody to dry chamomile flowers, use them to make a tea and drink it or offer it to somebody in need? No doubt it was with a lot of trial and error and then patterns were seen and started to emerge. So cool. While folk medicine is great and all, by today's standards, we want to know how much of an active ingredient is found in a given food and how much of that food or ingredient is needed for a therapeutic effect. Otherwise, we have to rely on ancient evidence of anecdote or testimonials. As with all foods, the amount of an active ingredient varies hugely from crop to crop and growing region to growing region. Even the soil and weather conditions will affect how much of an active ingredient is found in a food, which is why standardization is so important. We want to be sure how much of an active ingredient we're getting. While apigenin is found in a lot of different foods, two of the best sources are chamomile, which contains between 0.8 to 1.2% apigenin content by weight. But the one food that gets talked about the most is parsley. Dried parsley typically contains about 45 milligrams of apigenin per gram of parsley, and dried chamomile flowers contains about 3 to 5 milligrams per gram. The apigenin content of fresh parsley is a lot less compared to the dried form, which is only 2 milligrams per gram. What we know from studies is that to reap the benefits of this awesome flavonoid, 
we simply cannot get enough apigenin from food, except maybe if you're willing to consume 11 or more tablespoons of dried parsley every single day. So, what does some of the research have to say? Where insomnia is concerned, a small study that had 34 subjects ages 18 to 65 who suffered from insomnia were given a chamomile flower extract that contained at least 2.5 milligrams of apigenin. In this case, an extract was used so the researchers could know how much apigenin subjects were getting and, more importantly, so they could be guaranteed that each subject was getting the same amount. This wouldn't be possible with chamomile tea because the apigenin content would vary from tea bag to tea bag and between brands. To qualify for the study, participants had to have experienced insomnia for six months or longer and had a total daily sleep time of six and a half hours or less. In this particular study, there was no difference in reported insomnia between those who got the extract and those who didn't. Whether the results would have been different with a higher dose, it's not known. In addition to insomnia, chamomile tea has been traditionally used to treat anxiety and depression. One 2016 study found statistically significant lower anxiety levels in those who took 1,500 milligrams of a standardized chamomile extract compared to those who got a placebo. No reported adverse effects were noted. In this case, the dose of apigenin was much higher than what was used in the previous insomnia study. In the anxiety study, subjects got the equivalent of 18 milligrams of apigenin or seven times more an amount which is far greater than what chamomile tea could ever have. Similarly, a 2012 study saw improvements in depression scores with similar intakes of apigenin, also in the form of a chamomile extract. Both these findings are promising and suggest that apigenin, or at least chamomile extract, appears safe and has an antidepressant and anxiolytic effect, which just means it has the ability to help lower anxiety symptoms. But that's not all. Chamomile has also been used for its anti-inflammatory properties, so it's not a surprise that the flavonoid apigenin has many anti-inflammatory properties as well. Apigenin increases the production and activity of several enzyme-based antioxidants, including glutathione synthase, catalase, and superoxide dismutase. It's because of apigenin's potent anti-inflammatory properties that the longevity and anti-aging community is super excited about. Apigenin shows promise as a geroprotective agent. A geroprotector is just a fancy word that's used to refer to a compound such as carnosine, melatonin, niacin, coenzyme Q10, etc., that aims to get to the root cause of aging and age-related diseases. In the context of aging and metabolism, apigenin is a potent inhibitor of an enzyme called CD38. Now, CD38 is an important enzyme with many beneficial roles under the so-called ideal, think youthful, physiological conditions. The problem with CD38 is that there is an ever-increasing amount of it, and it builds up in our cells as we get older. And to remind listeners from a cellular health point of view, getting, quote, older starts earlier than we'd like to think or care to admit. Some cells in their systems begin aging as early as age 30. Other aging processes start later, but by the time you're 45 or more, 
the pace of aging starts to increase, and this is reflected by higher concentrations of CD38s in cells throughout our entire body. So, what causes CD38 concentrations to increase, and why do we even care? As your body ages, more and more of your cells become senescent, and senescent cells cannot divide or support the tissues those cells are found in. Senescent cells have entered their end-of-life phase, but it gets worse. Senescent cells can no longer function properly. They become decrepit in sense. They're not dead, but rather more like a semi-dead state. It's for this reason that senescence cells are often referred to as zombie cells, and like zombies, they're kind of on a mission of destruction. Senescent cells secrete chemical signals that encourage nearby healthy cells to enter the same senescent zombie-like state. I guess misery loves company and senescent cells probably figure, hey, if I'm going out, I'm gonna take as many others as I can with me. The presence of senescent cells causes many problems. They reduce tissue repair, increase chronic inflammation, and can eventually raise the risk of cancer and other age-related diseases. Now that's a party pooper. In simplest terms, senescent cells and the pro-inflammatory molecules that they secrete increase the amount of CD38 in our cells. In order for CD38 to function, it consumes NAD for energy. Depending on the cell type, NAD degrades or uses up between 100 and 500 molecules of NAD. Yikes. So now we have an ever worsening situation. As we hit, say, 35 years of age, we have decreasing levels of NAD and at the same time, increasing amounts of CD38. And with lower and lower levels of NAD accompanied by increasing amounts of CD38, many of the nine hallmarks of aging start to rear their heads. This situation is one of the main drivers of age-relating inflammation chronic disease, and chronic disease progression. Maintaining, or at least improving, NAD levels is an effective strategy to combat the negative effects of CD38. There are two ways of doing this. You could try to boost NAD levels by taking NAD-boosting precursor nutrients, such as vitamin B3, otherwise known as niacin, or its derivatives, including nicotinamide riboside, or NR for short, or nicotinamide mononucleotide, or NMN. Or you could try to reduce the amount of NAD consuming CD38. Think of it this way. If you had a bucket with a leak, you can maintain the amount of water in the bucket by slowly trickling in more water, or you can plug the leak. Of course, you can do both, which is arguably better. It's the same with NAD. Using the bucket analogy, you could add more NAD precursors to the system, adding water, or you could lower CD38, which is like plugging the hole. So, what does all of this have to do with apigenin? Lots. CD38 is inhibited by apigenin, as well as quercetin, but by far apigenin is the most potent. One of the most effective ways to improve your NAD levels is simply by taking an effective dose of apigenin, which reduces CD38 by a whopping 66%, which leads to an equally impressive doubling in NAD levels. All of this without even taking any NAD boosters. So when it comes to NAD boosting and 38 squashing, how much of this stuff needs to be consumed? 
A study found that between 3 and 10 milligrams per kilogram of body weight was required. That's a large range. As an example, I weigh 70 kilos, so I'd need between 210 and 700 milligrams of apigenin per day, or on average about 450 to 500 milligrams per day. To get that amount, I could consume 10 or more tablespoons of dried parsley or simply take a good quality apigenin supplement. In addition to its effect on NAD, the flavonoid apigenin has also been shown to work as an antioxidant, reduce symptoms of anxiety and depression, help to delay the age-related decline in testosterone levels, increase the uptake of glucose from circulation into peripheral tissues, enhance insulin release from the pancreas, lower inflammation, and much, much more. If you'd like to learn more on apigenin, I'd encourage you to read the paper by Salehi in the March 15, 2019 publication of the International Journal of Molecular Science titled The Therapeutic Potential of Apigenin, where you'll find a comprehensive and thorough review of this fascinating topic. When it comes to high-quality, proven, and effective supplements, as an affiliate, I highly recommend Do Not Age. One serving of Do Not Age's pure apigenin capsules contains 500 milligrams of apigenin. Now, many apigenin products on the market do not store well and lose potency very quickly. DoNotAge.org's pure apigenin is different because it's bound to beta-glycosides, which helps to prevent it from degradation and it's fully stabilized to ensure its potency over the long term. All of Do Not Age's products are produced to GMP and ISO 9001 standards and are manufactured and stored in cool, dark, and dry environments with third-party testing for purity. Do Not Age's apigenin is also suitable for vegans. And finally, if you'd like to purchase apigenin or any other products by Do Not Age, you can use my affiliate code Doug Cook, all one word, at checkout to receive 10% off your purchase. Until next time, have a great day. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just hit subscribe and be sure to visit my website, DougCookRD.com, for more great content and other podcast episodes. And if you share this to social media, go ahead and tag me. I look forward to being with you in future recordings. I hope you have a great day and thanks for listening.